think that self-discipline is stupid. <laughs> I don't like it. And I want to eat whatever I want whenever I, I want to eat it. I know. And I think it's unfair. So I just want everybody to know that. Yeah, just just get it out of the way. Just go I ahead. just want to get everybody yeah. was waiting to hear those words from me. <laughs> and I've said them. I've said it out loud. It's in the ether. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us today. You're welcome. Everybody. Welcome to uh, Worship Distributed. Yes, welcome. Welcome to Worship Distributed. You following any politics at all? You ever watch any? No. Yeah. I, uh, every once in a while I dabble. I do a little dabbling. Somebody else use our somebody else use our podcast room. Is Sean is currently re- changing out the foam on his mic because the person who just used it not too long ago had coffee, and he could smell the coffee I in the foam. Smell all the notes <laughs> of the <laughs> hickory. I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit little citrus, a little hazelnut. But legitimately can smell. That's gross. The, I know. So I had to change out the screens. Ah. <laughs> so gross. When he listens to this, he goes, that was me. <laughs> so gross. Oh, Garrett. I mean. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, I dabble. I dabble in watching a little pol- pol- political discourse. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. That's a great. That's great terminology right there. Political Thank you. discourse. Political discourse. Uh, so there's a lot of things going on at one time, you know, <clears throat> yeah. and uh, it's just very interesting how everybody's reasoning is so different. And somehow you're supposed to come to a, like a consensus, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole concept of our style of government that you get, you know, to a consensus. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating just like um, I listened to audio from the argument uh, in front of the Supreme Court about Colorado and Trump being on the ballot. Mm-hmm. So I listened to, to them like have those um, have their time in front of the the, the judges, mm-hmm. and uh, it, yeah, it was fascinating to listen to. And then um, paid attention to a little bit of uh, you know, um, I guess some guy in Ru- you know, there's like a Russian person that. Uh, Putin had assassinated, allegedly. Allegedly. It's always yeah. alleged. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, you know, the New York thing where they, they charged Trump $355 million or whatever the number was. To pay back nobody. Yeah, to pay back nobody. I did see that and I looked into that. For loans bit. that he took out that he fully paid back. It's like, because they said he overvalued his property. And I was thinking about that, right? Like, I'm not doing a Trump defense thing. I'm just saying, like, generally, just for anybody that's a real estate person. Like, don't you always want your property to be more valuable than, like, if somebody's willing to, if you go, like, look, this property is a million dollars, and they're like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a loan based on that. I don't understand how that's a, uh, yeah. Like a problem. I mean, unless he printed up like, unless he printed up like a document that was like a fake valuation company. It was like, you know. Written by a four-year-old. Bilbo Baggins Incorporated <laughs> Valuation Company. And it was, you know, and it was signed by just some made-up person that said, I promise you this property is worth $200 million. <laughs> like, then, yeah. But then it kind of seems like that's the bank's fault. But, yeah. like, the bank literally got on the stand and was like, yeah, we actually wanted more business from them. 
so like that's not i mean that's neither here nor there like it was just fast like whoever it was that's fine you know like i'm not trying to like advocate for trump or whatever but it was just super weird to listen to but it did make me think about like how when you have a perspective or like an ideology then you'll filter everything through that through that ideology yeah so like if the da because that da got basically elected on saying like i'm gonna find something to get him <laughs> so of course like all of her ideology is gonna be what can i find to take this guy down mm-hmm. right you know i'm not saying he's a good guy maybe he deserved it i don't know but like it's just it was interesting yeah but then like um and then we all think we're above that but like that kind of stuff can like creep into the church yep you know we see it in you know we've seen it in the past we don't really have it here where we have to deal with it actively but people with their ideology on what appropriate worship is like there's people that are sometimes kind of like um we've gotten the things about like our videos that cliff and i do lately where people are or like the sketch or whatever is like oh we don't we don't really like it when you guys do those because we feel like it's not serious and so it affects worship because it's not serious i was like all right you know that's fine you know you feel that way you know like somebody got mad at us one time for something not too long ago and it was like like they were like uh it was about our uh christmas sketch and they were just kind of like well you you didn't um you didn't uh treat the birth of christ with respect i was like i don't i feel like maybe our ideas of respect is different because what we did was tell a story from an angle Mm-hmm. that doesn't exist probably but could yeah because the bible doesn't tell us what everybody around was thinking which is why the chosen is so cool because they do a good job of trying to create storylines mm-hmm. that are kind of realistic and so then we take that angle and then yeah of course it's me and cliff so we're going to be kind of funny sometimes but it always ends with you know a like repentance and and reckon recognition of who christ is and coming to christ yeah you know, doesn't power. hurt. Doesn't hurt if you get a black eye in the process, right? He tried it. He tried to swing at me, but yeah, he did. He yeah, blocked he it. No, he I blocked, blocked it. Like I, a blocked, pro. I blocked it like a pro. I watch a lot of MMA reels. <laughs> I'm basically like the Conor McGregor <laughs> of Sumter County. Not really, actually. I would probably be the oh, least, gosh. the least Conor McGregor-ish in Sumter County. Actually, have you seen so many boys around here? Yeah. You know them, Sumter There's County some good boys. Old boys. Never mean well. They do mean some harm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, they catch you out on the farm. Yeah, slinging hay bales. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, man. You know the ideology can affect the way you think. You know, which is why I think it's good to. I think that's why having a solid biblical foundation of who you are, who Christ is, what the Bible teaches, what the truth is, and then from there, just being open minded as far as like how you look at situations mm-hmm. in life and filtering everything through that because there's obviously unchangeables in our faith that we don't mess with. Yeah. But then outside of that, everything, you know, really needs to flow through it. Mm-hmm. Do you hear about the thing they did in, um, when we were, okay. So I'll tell a story when we, when we were in New York city, uh, we were, uh, it was early January, first week in January, we were, um, walking around and we were checking all kinds of stuff out, just kind of in times square. And there's St. Patrick's cathedral and it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, Catholic, obviously Catholic, uh, St. Patrick's. So obviously when it was kind of, you know, becoming a thing there, it was like Irish Catholic, you know, so very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has, you know, um, 
kind of drifted or whatever. And Al Mohler was talking about this a little bit, but it was interesting. I didn't know anything about it, but, but, uh, like we went in and, um, just were just checking it out. And obviously I'm not Catholic. Uh, I have, I take some theological issues with a lot of things they do. Um, but one thing that was fascinating to me and like, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. They have all the saints and I don't like that you would like pay money to light a candle to their credit. It was like, look, uh, we're trying to remodel cathedral. So like you can pray without giving money, but we would love for you to donate. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, like that's fine. Like I, I don't, you know, if it's not like your prayer won't be heard, you know, of course you're not going to be heard by a saint praying to a saint, but part of me wondered too, though, like each saint. So here's what I wondered each saint, when you went to it, it had like, um, you know, there's a specific, specific pattern of becoming a saint. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be involved in a miracle of some type and then uh, like some kind of level of something, you know, and each one kind of represented different things like, you know, um, taking care of orphans or, uh, education or, uh, whatever you can go down the list, you know, like Saint, um, uh, what's her name? Teresa. Mm -hmm. Wait, is that her? What's Mother, the name of the lady? Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. But she's yeah. saying now, yeah. you know, and her whole thing was just compassion for the poor and the children, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I think it was like somebody, I, I think it was John McCain, John McCain and his wife were with her on a trip one time. And they were like, this is so sad. Who's going to take care of this little girl? And she was like, you are. This is your little girl now. And, like, Mother Teresa, like, forced the McCains to take that, like, adopt that child. Wow. But she was, like, that kind of person. And when you read about it, like, a lot of it was just very moving. Um, biblical in the sense of biblical character, biblical integrity things. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, like, trying to elevate them to, like, deity or anything like that. Yeah. And obviously, like, praying to a saint is dumb because they're humans just like us. Yeah. So you wouldn't like pray to a human, but I wonder if the concept, if there's something beautiful in that, in that, don't, don't hear me wrong here, but in that concept of thinking about what people had done, have done before you thinking about the apostles and what they've done, thinking about these saints and, and people in your life and what they've done and praying that God would take that, that spirit, not, not a magical spirit, not a Holy spirit or anything, but the spirit of that life that they live and, and let it change you in some way by their example. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I thought that was really pretty. Um, and I really appreciate it. Like it was very moving kind of walking around and just like reading their stories because these were legit real people that, yeah. that, you know, it wasn't like, you know, this homeboy like did everything he could to make Catholics the greatest in the world. It was like, you know, he was in this community. He cared for the people he provided for the orphans. He did, this, this, and this. And it's like, that's a beautiful way to live your life. Like we should pray that we could be more like people that do that kind of thing to God through mm -hmm. Jesus with the Holy spirit. That's the only way that works. Yeah. I don't want anybody to hear me wrong here. I'm not advocating for anything along that lines, but just, um, thought that was really beautiful, but apparently they allowed some service to go on there. That was like, uh, like a transgender former, Mm. paid money for stuff kind of person that's also an atheist and they did like a funeral service and it was just full of just disgustingness and awfulness and it was so bad that Yikes. it was so bad like the cardinal like made him do like some kind of like 
reparation kind of some prayers or something in the just to rid the building of what he felt was just so much like degradation and i'm like man this ideology this drift with no foundation really just corrupts and begins to destroy stuff mm-hmm. quickly yep like so quickly so quickly just it's and and we know that you know I'm sure folks are listening and being like well yeah I mean that's that's what happens but sometimes when you watch it was just weird for me January fourth or whatever I'm walking around in this place thinking of how beautiful it is and um and then just not too long after that just something so like gross and vile yeah and just abhorrent to Christian standards is being mm-hmm. done. And I think they're like majorly regretting it. It's wild, wild man. But yeah, I just watched. I like saw that. Like I was listening to the story about that, and I was like, "Golly, it's so sad." I just, you know, for me, when it comes to things like that, it's just how do you do that with no fear? Like, how do you, whether you're an atheist or not, you know what that place represents? Yeah. Again different beliefs aside like you know what the church represents right right. how do you how do you act that way with no fear at all it just that kind of stuff like to to be at a point in your life whether Mm. and be an atheist to be you know to to not fear a creator yeah but that's that's the thing is they got nothing to fear the men the men in power in that catholic church like to just go and do that in a was considered a holy place. But that's the thing, though. There's they have nothing to fear. I know they're not. They don't fear anything because there's no one else but them. They're yeah. in charge of their life. And if you and and um, the master of my own fate. Yeah, they're the master of their own fate. And so if you get in the way of what they consider to be their own their own fate, then um, you're a hater. You're a bad person, and um, yeah. you're worthless. And so. Like, my thing is just, how do you get to the point where you just have so little respect Mm -hmm. for a place like that, that you would do that? So That's probably a a better way to say it, is respect. Yeah, so so little respect. You you know, generations and generations of people have been there and, quote-unquote, whatever, however you want to say this, but worshipped there and have contributed there and prayed there and been married there and been buried there and you've got all these saints all around that that you're recognizing for all the beautiful acts that they've done and then you just go in and just degrade the place degrade it yeah but what's wild is is that in their mind they probably felt like they were making it better mm-hmm. can you believe that they probably felt like they were making it better because they're finally finally getting them to update you know yeah you know what's interesting too? I was listening to, to uh, Al Mohler talk about this. I listen to him sometimes. Like I'm not a I'm not necessarily a huge Al Mohler fan per se. I don't have anything against him, but I'm just saying like he's just not like my go to for everything. But I was listening to his uh, the briefing, and he this was one of the things he was talking about today. And um, he made an interesting point because the same kind like this this kind of movements that we've seen in American culture where it's slid towards. Um, extreme social liberalism or leftism really on on things of sexuality that uh it's starting now you'll see it in other uh, countries is coming more and more 
And uh, he made it a point where, like, Greek, Greece now apparently is passing, like, all these bills. Whereas before, like, the Greek Orthodox Church kind of kind of kept, like, things at a, like, a decent moral expectation standard in culture. Mm-hmm. But now they're passing all these bills that are, like, very leftist on the, the sexual agenda mm-hmm. for all those kind of things. And um, he said the – he said, you know, the West – has the West, especially the liberal and the left West, are you know get so mad at America for what they call Western colonialism, which is where you would go into an area and you would colonize it to be yours and make them be like you. Mm-hmm. They're so mad about that, but yet they're going to, but they're taking their ideologies and colonizing places like Greece and Africa and these African countries that have laws that are like you can't do these things. Yeah. Yeah. And they're colonizing them with their ideologies, yet they call the West colonization mm-hmm. bad. It's like this double standard of hypocrisy yeah. that they're doing. It's fascinating, though. I saw uh, – I can't – it was Barna, I believe, and it was talking about kind of the same vein uh, that Americans – so foreigners are coming into America mm-hmm. – seeing the lifestyles that are taking place in America and they're bringing it back with them. Yeah. It's not that they're just like kind of starting on their own. The Barna study says oh, yeah. that most movements in other countries come from the United States of people coming to visit or taking it and going to other places with that agenda. Well, yeah, and I would say that that a lot of times what's happening now too, especially as your government becomes more and more left and liberal uh, it becomes they start to make it a human's rights issue. Mm-hmm. And so what they'll do is say, well, we won't, you know, hey, little country in Africa that needs our funding, we won't give you funding unless you stop mm-hmm. or uh, unless you allow this. Yeah. Stop doing this or s- start allowing this. Yeah. And so they force this in, under the guy. They force these types of behaviors under the guise of. So now you're colonizing them with your ideology. Mm-hmm. And I'm like human rights, like human rights, like okay, let's let's help people, you know, not be abused for their labor or others other yeah. ways, you know. Let's let's not be ruled under a dictatorship where you don't let them have food and don't let them work or whatever, you know, and those kind of things. Like, yeah, let's look at that. But like, really, are we? Yeah, that's what we're going over to focus. This on. This is what we're rights. focused on right now. It's wild, man. Yep. But like, I think you have to be careful with that kind of stuff too, because your ideology can begin to shape. You know, those are extreme things that, that, you know, you would see, but when you take it, when you take it into a personal level, it's one of those things, like, especially in your, in church and in your worship and stuff like that, you have to be careful that, um, I think, I think, uh, Garrett talked about it and Cliff talked about it some on Sunday, but I remember kind of hearing Garrett talking about it a little bit more, but like preferences, Mm-hmm. And not letting your preferences be cause for a for a unnecessary dispute, um, but standing up for what's right, you can be in a dispute for something that is right. Yeah, but not conflating my preferences with right. Mm-hmm. Preference is just a preference. Yeah, right. Like I like a lot of different types of food. Yeah. You don't. I don't. You like three things. <laughs> Cheeseburgers, chicken fingers, and pizza. It's the three main dietary needs. I think that was on Michelle Obama's lunch 
menu of what not to eat. Oh, <laughs> doggone it! It was definitely it was on. It was, it was definitely on up. Trumps. It was definitely on Trumps. <laughs> lunch guy, menu. I remember him eating McDonald's. Eating McDonald's, man. Oh, that's my president. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. Like he apparently yeah. had like he had some kind of uh, sports team in that won something, and he yeah. got McDonald's for everybody. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, that's listen. Our pastor, our pastor's in the same vein. I mean, he's out there getting Taco Bell and McDonald's for guest speakers that come in. Oh, so. TC Stallings. <laughs> hey, man, let me take you out to dinner. You want to? You want some Taco you Bell? Want a Big Mac. <laughs> So funny. Uh, every, now to give him credit, everything was closed. Everything was by closed. the time it was, it was over. Hours. So like, yeah, because yeah, Leesburg, <laughs> it's a sleepy little yeah. little town, and the villages. I mean, they the, everything shuts down there too. It's like nine, ten yeah. o'clock. I mean, out. once the music <laughs> stops, it, everything's shut down there. But uh, golly, I was uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it's just like I think it's gross that you guys can drink coffee just straight black and like yeah. just drink it. Yeah. I, it's disgusting. Yeah. I don't know. But I my, like it. my preference is a good healthy amount of creamer. Tons of creamer. Yep. And which is why I've stopped drinking coffee. Have you really? I have. Oh man. I have. I still have like the Celsius. I still have yeah, the Celsius, which yeah. has two hundred milligrams of caffeine. It's plenty of caffeine. Yeah. Um, what is but, the what's the caffeine intake a day that you should have? I'm not gonna answer that because I'm probably exceeding it. Uh and so I don't want to like. Oh well, I can't say anything. Yeah, Lord knows, know. I'm probably on, triple your intake a day. So I think what is a an average cup of coffee is like 95 milligrams. Uh huh. I believe. Uh, let's see, the old metric system still getting it done. Uh, so for for healthy adults, the FDA cited that 400 milligrams a day. Oh, about four or five cups of coffee is an amount not generally. With any negative or dangerous effects. Okay. That's not bad. Nice. So, yeah. So, I have... You I know, feel the, a lot better about yeah, my Yeah, the Celsius intake. is only 200 milligrams, so I only have half of the... Does you only have one a day? I only have one. Oh. Uh, and I... You're really good at self-control. I'm trying. I'm trying. That's really impressive. So, last night, though, after rehearsals, because I hadn't really eaten... Yeah, but you had... It was... I, I, okay. I, I went to Culver's. Oh, you went to Culver. I thought you were going to what you call I was it. going to, but then I ended up having my boys with me because oh. yeah, I went and watched the end of their practices. And Anyways, so I just went over to Culver's. It was quicker and then waiting on a Jersey Mike's. Uh, so, and I, mm. But yes. self-control. I did, get? I did not get cheese curds. I just got a burger. There you go. You cut out the cut Because I love me some cheese curds. Oh, my the church. I think I said churds. Churds. I love some cheese curds. But, yeah, so I did have go. self-control there and just got just got a burger. So. Double patty, bacon, cheese. That's it. Jennifer cooked. We had uh, little uh, little chicken nuggets with like um. Wait, what? What'd you have? Chicken nuggets. What'd you have? With uh, that homemade. With uh. But you had chicken nuggets. Yeah. Okay. Just and broccoli. Okay. Cool. And smashed potatoes. Smashed. Yeah, not mashed, but they were potatoes that were cooked and then smashed like down. Smashed down. And then seasoned. Okay. But the chicken nuggets were seasoned in a batter that was uh, had a pickle flavor to it. Ooh, it was so good. Gosh, I hate pickles. Oh, I hate the smell of pickles. I hate the flavor of pickles. What if I'm gonna get? I'm gonna dip the foam of your microphone into a pickle <laughs> jar. So you gotta just swap so it over and take Garrett's there and coffee breath back. So you get. I'm gonna dip both of them in coffee and pickles. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't. Ugh, I can't stand pickles. Like when Chick Fil A, I'm this guy, and everybody's just. I'm giving you ammunition here. Uh, like if I go to Chick Fil A, or if we have Chick Fil A boxes 
you know how they cater it. A lot of them come with the pickles already on the sandwich. Yeah, I won't eat the sandwich at all, just Be- because the pickle touched it. Because the pickle flavor and the smell just resonates even after pulling. I off love it. pickles. I'm so like that's how kind of I had to say pathetic, but like that's when we were in New York. That's City, how bad I am. We ate at a place kind of called stuff. Jacobs Pickles. Jacobs Pickles. It was like a like a little restaurant, small yeah. little restaurant, and um, they had obviously they had a lot of pickle flavors and mm-hmm. stuff that you could try but you know that was just kind of the vibe of the restaurant it was like his is our name jacob's pickles but they had it was kind of more of a kind of a brunch style place into like a late lunch but they had these really good biscuits mm-hmm. oh so good. i like a good biscuit man. biscuits man so good like so it, <laughs> there's a couple of guys we were talking the other day and there's like uh, somebody asked me the question. I can't remember who it was. I think it was at Village Park. But they asked me, like, what's the one thing that you're missing the most right now? Like, just because – so my morning – my meal routine is, you know, activity in the morning, and then I drink a Celsius and eat, like, a banana or an apple. And yeah. then at lunch, it's a protein bar and a piece of fruit and a bottle of water. And then I have for dinner. Normally, I don't go out to dinner. Normally, I go home and I'll throw a steak on the little yeah. skillet with, you know – something else to go with it very quickly. I made steak and eggs the other night. That was really good. Um, but I said, what's the one thing that you miss the most? And to be honest, I miss swinging through McDonald's and getting a sausage McGriddle. Yeah, those are good. Oh, my gosh. Those are good. I w- you got that pancake flavor? Oh, with the maple syrup. Oh, yeah, maple syrup oh, on it. Yeah. I can't talk about this anymore. So good. It's so good, man. That's one of my, that's one of my guilty have pleasures. Have lost weight? I have. How much? I'm down nine pounds. That's great, man. So... Working on it. That's awesome. So the weekends are still kind of eh. I mean, I don't. It's really hard to have a sense of just kind of uh, food routine because it, every weekend is different. So There's on. just stuff happening. Like Monday, we went to Bush Gardens, right? And so I had to a, celebrate President's Day. Yeah, it was slammed too. Um, understandably so. School's yeah. closed, work's closed, all that. But we went, and uh, before we got there, I had a protein bar and a bottle of water. And I didn't eat again until like six at night. We went to Miller's Ale House. I got the Mountain Melt, Zinger Mountain Melt. Mm. Shared that with EJ. Right, so fast. But we also got mozzarella sticks to share. Mm. Good, dude. Good. It was so good. But I didn't get ice cream at Baskin Robbins afterwards. See? My there you go. Did. So, anyways. But Moderation. Like, yeah. Control. Self control. It's hard to I have. self discipline. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I saw you have some protein bars in your office. I do. I've been good. Yeah. yeah. I've been good. I had, weekends I did, are hard, though. I did I have just... a little leftovers this morning, like at 10, 30, 11. Uh, I was doing some work at the house. So I had like, because I had made hibachi the other night on Ooh. the Blackstone. Dude, I can make I can make some hibachi on the yeah. Blackstone. I haven't used my Blackstone so good at in it. a hot minute. And it's just because there's just no time. Yeah. All of our meals are pretty quick meals. Yeah. So like, so I've been trying to eat more meat and stuff like that, just as as it by itself, yeah. like standalone, but but yeah. it's a meat vegetable and a piece of bread. But I've cut out like I'm not drinking dinners. sodas. Like I cut that out. Yeah, I've cut out like pretty much all sugar stuff like that. Not slamming big lunches. I've lost like ten, twelve pounds. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking so about. It's kind of slowed down a little bit just because I haven't been as radical as I was for a week or two. But we're hitting the gym three, four times a yeah, week. Yeah, hitting the gym, getting swole. Yeah, yeah. I'm just dying. It's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the gym too. I hate self discipline. I hate the gym. 
Oh man. Um, all right. So, uh, we got a question in from Linda and it was, what's the difference between a worship pastor and a worship leader? I believe is that, was that the question? Yes. I'm confirming. Let's confirm that real quick. But uh, yeah, it's, it's in that. Oh yeah. Here, what's the difference between worship pastor and worship leader? And why would a worship leader need to be ordained or do they? Yeah. So, okay. So let's start with the difference between a worship pastor and a worship leader. First off, it's some of it's semantics with words uh, because it's all in how the local church that you're in handles that position. Mm -hmm. So some churches just say the only pastor in the church is the senior pastor. And so he he is the overall pastor of everything. And then the other people basically are kind of leaders that work under his under his direction. Um. But then at the same time, you could go to another church where people do the exact same thing, but they might call their staff pastors. So, for instance, like at our church, you know, like you and I are worship pastors, Riley's worship pastor, Steve is discipleship, you know, pastor, and Garrett's student pastor and stuff like that. And the general concept is is that that person um, shepherds that ministry Mm -hmm. under the leadership of the senior pastor. Yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, I'm not sure like how spiritual it is behind it. It's almost in some ways like a flow chart of roles and leadership. Um, but I mean, the concept of a pastor is somebody who's going to shepherd the people that, um, they have direct influence over. Mm -hmm. And so like our job as worship pastors is to, uh, shepherd the people that serve with us in our ministry uh, as best we can, uh, live life with them as fellow believers and help to help to kind of be there for them in a, in a, um, a spiritual role in some sense, a spiritual leadership role. Um, but as well, also the congregation, you know, to help to set the direction of the worship services as people gather special events and to prepare and to lead people in those times. But then a worship leader, I think kind of, obviously could be synonymous with that, but also look at, I tell our choirs and our bands and our singers like, Hey, you guys are worship leaders because you're up here, you're in front of people. So people are looking at you in a leadership role. And so, uh, so you're a worship leader. Mm -hmm. So with that stated, no, they don't need to be ordained. Yeah. Um, they don't need to be licensed. They just need to be someone that knows Jesus is trying to have a active relationship with the Lord, walk with him and has a willingness to lead with their gifts and talents. And then does that. Yeah. Um, for a pastor. Um, yeah. Ordination is one of those things where it's kind of a confirmation of God's call in your life that, uh, like other spiritual leaders around you that surround you see and are willing to say like, we agree and, we support this person being in a pastoral role. So we will ordain them into the ministry um, to be that kind of spiritual shepherd and leader. So I think that would be just the difference there. So I, I, I'm a worship pastor, but I'm also a worship leader. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a worship pastor, but you're also a worship leader. And, and so I think that would be kind of what, well, in my opinion, what the difference would be. Yeah. 
What's your take on that? I agree with everything you said. And I think one of the things you can get into, I think I kind of said this to you, was the worship leader is an easy, you know, in, in some denominations, you know, women women are in that leadership role in music side of things. Yeah. So according to our understanding and according to our beliefs as Baptists is, you know, you wouldn't call the female, the worship pastor, she would be called the worship leader. So you have that side of things as well that kind of go in, into that. Um, you know, and that's all debate too. It's all, it's yeah. yeah, You know, that's a big thing going on right now in Southern Baptist life. Um, you know, but I think that's the other side Careful, of it. Careful, you might get us kicked out. Hey, I mean, it's it's a debate. I mean, it's happening right deflect, now. Deflect, deflect, yeah. run away, <laughs> run away. But I think that's another, you know, use of that term, worship leader, is, you know, maybe a, a woman who's standing into the role that we currently have here at First Leesburg. But uh, just, you know, it dep- depends on their denomination. They could yeah. be called pastor. They could be called leader. So that's another side of it. Yep. So. Good. So there you go. Hopefully that helps to answer that question a little bit there. Uh, I'm also waiting on my mug. What's your mug? My mug. The worship distributed mug. Yeah, the worship distributed mug. I'm waiting, and it still has not shown up. So you can sip on it and then breathe into the foam. Exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Without coffee in it, I'm going to just have water in it, apparently. Celsius. Ooh. This foam smells like a Celsius. Watermelon Celsius. (laughs) And I cannot tolerate it. Yeah. Hey, so let's talk real quick. Let's talk what's coming up this, uh, not this weekend. Zip, zap, zip. Well, I got Dave Boyer this weekend. You do have Dave Boyer. I'm going to play piano with him and sing with him a little bit. That'll be fun. Crooner. He's a nice guy. Dave. I kind of got a little croon in my voice. Boyer. I, I can croon. I probably couldn't. I can do it. Fly me to the moon Ooh. and let me play among the stars. Yeah. I'm born out of my time. <laughs> <laughs> That's happening Sunday at 6 o'clock at the downtown campus. Yep. Come hang That'll out with fun. Dave Boyer. Yeah, and, uh, Dude's almost 90 and, years uh, old. Uh, pastor Stephen. Welcome. Pastor. Very important. Worship pastor. <laughs> senior. Senior worship. But lead. you've got a big rehearsal Saturday. Yep, Saturday morning. Big morning. rehearsal next Saturday for a Sunday night event on March the third. Gaither Vocal Band. No, not whoa, Vocal wait, Band. Whoa, whoa! The Gaither. That's news to me. The Gaither Music. <laughs> uh, uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither. I can face tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Good harmonies there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we uh got a collection. It's really funny because it's just like we were going through some music and then we found this book and I was like, dude, we told you to just do this book, get all the choirs and sing it. People will love it. And so we've had a good turnout. Probably what? 60, 70? Yeah. I think somewhere in the range of 75 is what I think we have written down. I don't know. And then we got an orchestra. So we're excited about that. And we're bringing in some players, some yeah. strings, some other players. It's going to be so a lot of fun. I'm excited about that. And um, we're doing the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, you gave it away. I wasn't going to tell anybody. Well, I'll edit that out. No, it's all right. You don't have to edit it out. But yeah, me and Sean and Riley and Abby, uh, one of my favorite arrangements of the national anthem is the Gaither vocal band arrangement. So we found cheap music to it, and we've been practicing for about three weeks, four weeks. Memorizing it. It was whooping the fool out of me for a while. It's complicated. There's a lot of moving parts and stuff. So... um, And it's acapella, so we're excited about that. And we've got it now where we... I think we're like 97% accurate. Yeah. But we don't change keys now. Yeah, there's a few moments that we... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, but it's good. And then you got uh, so we're gonna kind of treat it very much like uh, like Gaither Homecoming in a sense. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll facilitate via conversation from song to song. We're gonna have times of singing together. We'll have times where the choir is yeah. singing. We'll have yeah. special music, uh, you know, happening throughout. So yeah, it's gonna be a good night. I I look forward to this. It'll be my first time kind of doing something in this vein yeah. that you know kind of. It, it'll be i've done gaither stuff through the years but never just the whole we're doing a whole night, night. so all the music is written by yeah. by the gaithers it's gonna be really cool i'm really yeah. excited uh tell your friends yeah it'll be a lot of fun uh downtown campus uh march six the o'clock third. march the third no tickets or anything no nope. uh, i don't know what i have no metric for what the turnout's gonna be yeah not a clue like i don't know if people are gonna be, you know we'll see yeah we'll see you know but uh, you've got a personal invite this Sunday morning on all three campuses. On yes, the I did a little video. So, hey, everybody, that might help. Steve Wagman here. We, we want see. you. We want you to come to I can face tomorrow. I can face tomorrow. Why do you go up at the end? I don't know. Why not go down? I like, don't know. In the thing, I can face tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh. Just, I just I didn't understand. Just I just, being dramatic. I just want to understand. Jeez. It's your preference. I'm just Steven. trying to understand. It's your preference. No, right is right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Stephen uh, has this has this thing. We talked about this earlier, and I was put in my place. But there is a thing uh, for Stephen when it comes to hymn arrangements. If they find it, if we find a hymn that's maybe been like redone, yeah, and they change the melody line. In any like any way that's really just like an different, obnoxious different yeah. that it's going to throw off the people that are going to be singing it with you. Like he will immediately throw it away. Like and not in the sense of like take something and throw it in the trash. He just like no, not going to do that. Not going to do that. Well, okay, but again, so if I song, sang that on Sunday morning and I went up, you'd probably be like, "Why did you?" I do probably that? would say something to you <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, like because he lives. I can face tomorrow. I'd be like, go sit down. Yeah, you're fired. Go sit down. You're not allowed to do you're that fired. again. You're fired. <laughs> With the hand. You fired $350 million. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> Cobra. Oh, man. No, Anyways, like, we, well, uh, we were listening to an arrangement of All Creatures of Our God and King. Yeah. I that was fine. I didn't have a problem with it, and they added a chorus to it, which I also like when people do that. I just didn't feel like that would hit. Yeah. So I said no. Yeah. Speaking of hymns, I'm gonna bring this up. So Sunday, oh, this, dude, I'm gonna say it. Sunday, you did a mighty fortress is our God, which yes. is one of my all time favorites, I love that song. and I, it doesn't get done a ton in church anymore, just because. I mean, it's a complex piece. It's a little different. It's outside of kind of the, the framework yeah. of a lot of what's sung nowadays. Um, but you ended up having to play piano. Yes. And uh, you had you did the big choral ending yeah. with a chord, you know, the chord change on every single beat, basically, in the final verse. And my <laughs> here in choir rehearsal last week, I got there in time just to kind of watch you work it through it with the choir. And you're like, listen. You are not going to sing harmonies on this fourth verse. You're not going to do it. It's not the fact that I don't trust that you can do it. You're not going to do it. Everybody, we're going to sing this in unison. Then when we get here and you have the big choral ending, like last tag, then we're going to go to parts. 
Because if you tried to add a harmony with a chord changing every single yeah, beat, yeah. oh my goodness. It would be. But you played on Sunday, you played the orchestra opener, you had less than 24 hours <laughs> notice that that was happening, and you absolutely slayed it. But then it was even more impressive when you got to Mighty Fortresses Our God. You really have no time signature. You're just playing. You've got the orchestra behind you. You also have to cue what's happening to the choir in the choral ending, as well as the folks in the congregation you're wanting to... And it was so good. It was impressive. Uh, you're good at what you do, my friend. Also, happy 16 years to serving at First Baptist Leesburg. Thank you. A lot of guys don't stick around for this long or, right. or last. Uh, and, you know, pastoral yeah. changes, things that happen. Sure. But, dude, you're doing a great job. And watching that back via live stream... Really impressive, and if anybody it. attends the downtown campus, they should also find that <laughs> super impressive. People were very kind. I know I had some some folks that have done music with me for a long time here that were real really kind about it. But I appreciate that. That was really nice. It was a lot of fun. It's nice to be nice to be pushed and have to you know yeah have to keep your chops up. It also is really nice when your when your choir here at the downtown campus has kind of seen you do that multiple times. I know you've done it at Village Park a few times since right. I've been here. But where they just sing. Yep, they just sing. Like you gave a yep. few cues with the right hand on, you know, yep. a, a few cutoffs, but really like they just Yep. They don't they have sang. to have everything. Yeah. It was yeah. really it was really cool to watch them them as well right. kind of adapt to the situation uh of you sitting behind the piano and not in front of them conducting all of the all the songs. So that was awesome, good man. on good on them as well. I mean, yeah, they're really so impressive. great. But yeah, I appreciate it, man. That's so. good stuff. But yeah. Things are going good, you know, coming into Easter. Going to play in all of March tomorrow. God of mercy. God I'm so excited about grace. that. Yeah, God of mercy, God of grace is going to be our, our Easter anthem. Yeah. It's uh, it's not like specifically a Easter resurrection song, but it, it tells the story and, it, and then it moves into the, yeah. you know, yeah. look inside, see the tomb is empty. Lord of life has triumphed over the grave. Mm -hmm. It's just. And Paula Hoffman sings it, and she's just the sweetest soul. So we're I'm super excited about that. Uh, we got a bunch of services for Easter happening. We got two I mean, on we'll Saturday. We'll talk about that as we get closer. But two on Saturday, and then the regular the regular five, Sunday morning schedule. Five on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun. Weekend. How many do we have on? No, we have six six on Sunday morning. So we got eight eight yeah. services on Easter. We don't, I mean, you and I'll probably do the Saturdays mm -hmm. together. And then we'll do eight thirty together, and then we'll split. Yeah, nine forty five and eleven, and Riley will do his nine forty five. Mm -hmm. But that'll be good. Yeah, man, I'm excited about that. So yeah, we'll get March planned out tomorrow. I am a tabernacle. You got that one this Sunday. That's bro. coming up this Sunday, bro. Last night was super good. Yeah, the final, the final, the final run, run yeah. through on that one. They we're doing really it as good. a choir. So we've introduced it in, in a congregational sense, at, modern at services. Modern service, yeah. But we found a choir arrangement of it that's actually is <laughs> a very good arrangement. You know what song is killing right now at VP is trusting God. Dude, it's killing. We're having worship services in rehearsal. It's killing. It's yeah. There was like a husband that was waiting on his wife to get done with rehearsal, and he was Ooh. sitting out. And dude was getting his hand was, up in the air. He was just getting into it. Yeah, and he's not. I don't think he's one of those guys that like. Some people go quick into worship. Yeah. Go quick into worship response. Yeah. But I think. I mean, it was just like the the vibe in the room. The 
it was palpable. It was just like you could it's like you could just touch it in the air. Yeah. Like it was so thick. And we were just singing that trusted God and like the whole room was just locked in. And like I I was just singing and just kinda of looking around and he was out there in his chair just like hands up. Yeah. I'm like, Whoa, Tuesday night at like five fifty eight, we're like we're having like a worship service yeah. that we have them on Sunday mornings at seven forty. We get that run through, the choir's cheering after every song. They're they're wound up. Yeah. They're ready to go. It's holy cow, it's so much fun. It's like that everywhere though. It's wild. It's unbelievable. It's such a gift. Such a gift. But uh yeah. Yeah, but trust a guy. And uh uh yeah, and then you know, like it was cool to kinda hang around and like hear you guys do your band at eleven is so good. They were just locked in last night yeah. on, on y'all's uh rehearsal. And your voice was just so good on those songs. I mean, it was right in the pocket. It's beautiful, but my goodness. So that was nice. So yeah, man, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. But I am excited about the thing on March the third. Like I really am looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be different. It's something that hasn't been done in a while. Yeah, you know, and so bringing something back like this, and then it happens to be focused on the Gaithers. I think. I think it's gonna be a unique event. I think it'll be something that the three of us, you know, you Riley and I, it'll be something that really pushes us. Right. But it's also gonna be something that we can look at. It's like, man, what what can we do? to keep things like this and not lose yeah. the value that this type of event brings. I think keep some uniqueness too, like in what we're doing. Yeah. You know, um, Cause I think a lot that, of guys wouldn't touch this. Yeah. They wouldn't and, touch and it. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's a whole, there's a lot of people out there that would, that are going to enjoy it and be encouraged by it. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, that's good. Yeah. I think our next thing we'll do a, a modern, like a modern night of Ooh. worship. Yeah. I do a modern night of worship, and I, uh, I've got uh, Charity Gale on speed dial. We'll give her a call. Oh do you have her number? No, I don't have her. Number. Oh, golly, <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> Why She's have you so not great. told me in the last two Did you years? Listen to that new song she put out. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It is pretty nice. It's pretty nice. It's right. I mean, it's it's a Charity Gale song. Yeah, you know, her and Lauren Daigle are both kind of going through some stuff. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard. But uh, she just released that single, which is like something. I know. I know. There was a talk of the town at the uh, Florida Worship Choir retreat when I was there. How do they know? I, it's a bunch of worship pastors and leaders in the room I'm gonna together. Look it up. So I'm going to look it they're up. They're all talking about it. And I, was I like, don't trust those guys. I was like, do not ruin Charity Gale and Lauren uh-uh. Daigle. For that was the best concert I've ever been to. Oh, worship concert. We went to one in Pensacola. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't. I mean, you just could. You couldn't sit still. Like you could. You just. I was all over the place. It just. Oh my gosh. I was all over the place. It's such a great night. It was Pentecostal church I was in too. So like, I stretched out. Let's go. I was stretching. (laughs) I might start running. I got to stretch these hammies. (laughs) I got to stretch the hammies. Dude, I made the dumb. (laughs) I made the dumbest comment Sunday morning. Uh, In worship, like not. Yes, but in the service, (laughs) not not in the. Dumb, like I made a mistake. I can't wait. I'm excited. So, <laughs> so there was, I don't know, like 160 folks, 170 folks in the room at VP 11. Uh-huh. And I was just, I could, it was a rainy day and it was just, you could just see it on their faces. They're all just kind of, oh, yeah, everybody's kind of, yeah. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get the welcome out of the way. I said, I know normally it's it's supposed to be, so I was telling Bill, Dave, like, hey, just follow me real quick. And so I said, hey, good morning. I'm glad you're here. Yada, 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 yada. Did the welcome. And so I said, hey, for those of you in the room with us, uh, 
We're not going to stop. I'm going to have you stand, and we're going to sing all these songs together. So if you need to limber up and do what you got to do, we're just going to sing you know, some yeah. great songs together this morning. And the moment I hit, I hit uh, play, I turned around and looked at Chris and Brock and just said, did I just say limber up? And just turned around, and we started. <laughs> Jesus. Limber. So if you guys need to stretch... Yeah, but I said, yeah. Why don't you limber up? <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's do some lunges now. Yeah, I was like, uh, hold what it for twenty. Dope. I That's couldn't really believe funny. I said that. Yeah, but it's like just trying to get some sort of energy and limber, really limber up. Limber is up. The phrase that loosen I up, folks. To get them excited. Let's get limber. Which I mean, the eleven o'clock set was super good this past Sunday. Yeah, Jesus does tabernacle. What he's done. Oh, so Abby was not feeling well Sunday, and she yeah. couldn't sing. So Natalie sang Abby's part. Yeah. With no practice That's what I'm on her about. part. Let's go. Other than, but she knows the song and she practiced her part on Wednesday night. But she was, I was like, "Hey, honey, can you like handle it?" And she was like, "Yeah, I got it, Dad." Mm. And she did. Oh, I'll tell you. So we did what he's done, or we mm. finished uh, Tabernacle, and we went into and we sang what he's done and uh, Malachi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Connor's little boy. Yeah, he's sitting on the front row in this bright yellow puffer jacket. Okay. It just so like you can't miss him. Yeah. And we were seeing what he's done and I was physically responding, worship, stopped playing guitar for a moment, just you know, just just saying and and I yeah. look over and he's looking like at at us right. and just one hand in the air, just bouncing and just singing. Like you can see he's and it was the sweetest thing yeah. that I had seen I love uh in a while and I even brought like attention to it, like, hey, this is a great opportunity, you know, like Yeah, he parents. remembered up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> great parents, parents, like they're watching, they're seeing your response to yeah. what God's done in your life. Like, so let's sing that one more time together. But I like oh, it was it was a sweet moment to watch. And I love uh, Ezra. Ezra apparently had a moment like that. Nico was leading. I was down here. You were out of town. And Jamie shot a video of Ezra yeah. just bouncing. I, I love that stuff. Yeah, for sure. When a kid comes into a worship space and feels like they can just be free to yeah. just do them. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a whole other topic for another time. That's awesome. But it's a sweet opportunity. But, like, again, having your kid. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. man. It's know, a blessing. Caroline's, it was funny. Caroline's going to be auditioning for yeah, student for band. for student band tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was up there, and I was doing the welcome. And I was like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I said, I said, we're we're glad you're here. Thanks for coming. And by the way, this is my daughter. And the whole place was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was super sweet. Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thankfully, she's like me enough that she just like she it doesn't bother her. Yeah, she's like not worried about it. Like Caden and Caden and Ian and Caroline would be like, uh. but <laughs> they, they do all right though. They they've been around enough around the block enough to know. Yeah. But all right, guys. Well, we appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening. I want to thank all of our uh, Western European friends for tuning in. And, uh, <laughs> yep, that's what you sound like over there in old Norway. You know, that's why they have barcodes on all uh, Swedish boats. Mm. So when they return to port, they can Scandinavian. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Limber up, folks. Limber up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>